Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, June the 29th. And we come off an incredibly disappointing loss in Cincinnati. The Phillies fall 12 to 4, leading 4 to 2, heading into the seventh inning. And they lost 12 to 4. They lost 12 to 4. The bullpen absolutely blows it yet again. Believe it or not, you know, coming off a year where we had the all time worst bullpen, obviously only 60 games, so I'm sure they would have. Had a chance at this record, too. But the Phillies' record in blown saves in a season is 25. And that happened in the year 2004. It is June 29th, and the Phillies have 21 blown saves this season! And obviously, you know, 7th or later. So, you know, they're not all in the ninth, as we know. But, uh, you know, there there's not much to say outside of the stuff we've said about games like last night, this team's inability to win the games they're supposed to, to put any sort of streak of games together, to hit when they have a lead, an astounding stat uh, put out on Twitter uh, last night uh, that uh, blew my mind, but also just Jove uh, jived uh, by Paul Boué on uh, on Twitter. Uh, the Phillies are uh, going into a shell. Uh, the tweet is uh, uh, after yesterday. The Phillies have a two twenty one average, a two ninety three on base percentage, and a three forty nine slugging percentage. Horrendous numbers as a team when batting with a lead after the fourth inning. That feels right, right? Every time they get a lead, it just feels like they turtle up and try and hang on. It really does. And that was clearly what happened last night and obviously didn't come close to hanging on. But I read that stat and it just totally jived with what I see with my eyes. You know, I have so many examples of this team having one beginning early and then just shutting down. It is just an incredibly disappointing baseball team. One of the most disappointing I remember, to be blatantly honest, you know, because it's built, right? You know, the last year was disappointing. They didn't make the playoffs when they had eight shot, eight playoff teams and they, you know, had to win one out of their last, one extra game out of their last eight. Instead of going one and seven, they had to go two and six and they couldn't do that. So that that's disappointing. But this year it felt like, all right, you know, all the rhetoric from the team prior to the season, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, all these guys, you know, it's time, it's go time, this is the year, it's playoff time, it's time to, you know, really move this thing forward, this group of guys that have been together, that have, you know, made it a certain to a certain level, this is the year you take the next step. This is the year you step forward. This is the year you become a real playoff team. And, man, 
it could not feel or be further from the truth. In fact, they, they feel like a worse team than the last two years. I don't know how that's possible. Because they theoretically should have more talent. They're certainly worse record-wise. They were five or they're 40 games under now. And look, they got some time to get back to five under. Woohoo. But man, what a what a disappointing group of guys. Really. And from the top down. And we've talked about it a lot, but a lot of guys you, you count on, you want, are, are super disappointed. I mean, Bryce Harper, what a disappointment that guy's been this year. A- across the board, at least the last couple of years with Harper, we had that that fight, that effort, that what felt like he was giving you his all on every play. Now he just feels like checked out. I mean, Bryce Harper does not feel locked in, does he? Just doesn't. And certainly is not provided what he needs to from a a dominant offensive perspective. That's damn sure. He's missed 22 games this year on top of it, nagging injuries, knickknacks, all that type of stuff. It's just a a disappointing group. You know, I don't know what else to say, and we're going to get into it. I want to get into Nick Pavetta's comments because I do think that's important because I do think he's right, and and we'll get into that. Let's, Let's react to last night, and then we'll get into the Bigger picture, bigger picture issues with this Phillies team last night. Again, just a disastrous loss. Uh, just such a bummer. Phillies get up early. Um, well, they get they get down early, and then they get back up the next inning. So they get down the third. Uh, Spencer Howard again, two and a third, two earned runs, four hits, one walk, throws thirty nine pitches, thirty nine pitches from Spencer Howard. 39. This guy stinks. <laughs> Let's be real. He's not a starter. Honestly, just make him the closer at this point. His first inning is always awesome. His second inning is usually awesome. Then he stinks. Make him the closer at this point, right? I and mean, what else are they going to do? Sons are not a starter right now. That's for damn sure. Either send him to the minors and figure it out. I mean, the fact this guy can't get past 40 pitches... With any sort of velocity or any sort of arm talent? Like, what is this? This guy's a starting pitcher. He's the top prospect in the organization. And the dude can't go three innings? Three? What a disappointment. I mean, talk about disappointment. Spencer Howard, right at the top of the list. What a, what a disappointment this guy is. The savior, right? The, the, the top prospect. Our guy. Okay. Get some outs after the third inning, big dog. Don't wear down like you you are a reliever. I mean, right now, evidence says Spencer Howard's a reliever. And that sucks. I mean, that's a disaster organizationally. So I would send him to the minors and figure it out, or I would make it my closer right now, one of the two. Either way, what you know, this thing is just whether it works or not. You know, the opener thing, I don't have a problem with the opener as a concept, as a, a thing you utilize. And, and look, Spencer Howard, I get why they're using him as an opener, but I mean, enough. This is the top pitching prospect in your organization. This guy, this guy's development is more important than this season. As is a lot of guys. That's the problem with this team. The lack of being able to develop players, that's how you get into this situation with these mediocre teams where you have to bring in guys and it just doesn't work. It's like, focus on developing the guy. God, the Spencer Howard thing makes me so angry. They go down 2-0 early, but then they they get him back in the fourth and the fifth. Nice nice innings there, you know. 
Manufacturing runs. A Bryce Harper single and Alec Boom double. Boom. 2-1. Uh, Ronald Torres. And this is, thank you, Luke Williams, uh, on this one. Uh, or, excuse me, not this one. The next one. Uh, so in this one, RBI ground out. Boom scores Torres. Then the same thing would happen the next inning, more or less. As Boom would have an RBI single, then Ronald Torres would come to the plate. And Torres hits a grounder to the third baseman. Who is uh, it was really like short, in between short and third third baseman takes it on the way to second throws to second two outs so all they need is one out and the run doesn't score and Lukey Williams buddy hustling down to second base Luke Williams one of the few guys that's fun to watch right now slides in a second beats the throw the run scores it was just effort it was an effort play got him a run feeling great four two and then Bailey Falter is just dealing. Falter ends up going four innings, gives up one run. Really was four shutout until that last inning, was pitching really well, and then ran into some trouble. They take him out of the game, and maybe he shouldn't have. Maybe he should have stuck with Falter. He didn't give up the run himself. The run came on a Nick Castellanos grand slam. And by the way, Billy Falter's good. I like Billy Falter. I'm, I'm cool with that guy staying on the roster. Uh, but... Neftali Felice comes in. Of course, why wouldn't you use a guy who has not been in the majors in years in a high-leverage situation? Why? Why? Tell me why. Joe Girardi's bullpen usage this season has been as bad as any manager I remember with the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't remember a manager being this. Look, I'm sure there were guys. I'm sure when I wasn't following it as closely or day-to-day or whatever, maybe there were guys, but... Man, Joe Girardi stinks with a bullpen. Like, I don't understand why certain guys aren't available certain days. Other guys are. Who's available when? Why he's using guys when? Again, Neftali Felice in a 4-2 to game with a runner on? Really? That's the move, Joe? Really, dude? <laughs> oh, buddy. Shockingly, Neftali Felice allows two base runners and gives up a grand slam to Nick Castellanos. Oh, yeah, by the way, top of the order. Neftali Felice in a high leverage spot with the top of the order coming up. Awesome, Joe. Really terrific managing, you 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 moron. Like, what are you doing, man? Ugh, it's so frustrating. So then it's six to four, and then it just falls apart. And Yel De Los Santos comes in and gets just crushed, just destroyed, gives up six runs. Only two of them earned. Some bad defense with him, including his own bad defense. He made a Throwing error as well. Just abominable. Nick Maton comes in and gets one out. Pitch better than anybody else. Nick Maton, one out, one strikeout. That was it. Nick Maton, a better pitcher. And then you'll Dale Santos and Neftali Police last night. At 12 to 4, they lose. And just, again, uh, so many problems with this loss. So many issues to take. I mean, Joe Girardi is, is just bad. He's a bad manager. He is. I mean, what more do we need to see? This guy's got no handle. He's got no feel for a bullpen. Clearly has no idea how to get a team fired up or ready to play. Certainly has no idea how to get that energy up on the road. I mean, what has Joe Girardi done here other than bad? Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler was better. Well, like by miles here. Forget how a manager of the year this year in San Francisco. Like, clearly better there. He was better here. I mean, Gabe Kapler was 80 and 82 and 81 and 81 with worse rosters. Girardi went two games under last year, and he's four games under right now. With a worse roster. 
Worst roster. Girardi had Wheeler. Girardi's got, you know, JT is full-time. This, that, like all that. He had Didi last year. Kepler, any of these guys? It's just, and even then, like, Kepler's teams fell apart in September, which sucked. At least they got to September. At least they made it interesting for us along the way. And this team is on the verge of giving us a second half of a season that's meaningless. It's June 29th, and we're staring at the precipice of a season that doesn't matter. Like, that's how close they are. Like, the wild card, that's over. It's done already. They're five games back of the Mets. They're two games back of the Nationals. They're a half game back of the Braves. They got to pass all of them if they're going to be a playoff team this year. They got to pass all of them because the the wild card ain't happening. Too many good teams. I mean the I mean the the West alone. I mean the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres are almost all definitely going to be in the playoffs. And if one of them doesn't, then it's going to be the Cubs or the Brewers or one of those teams in the Central that keeps winning games. I mean even the Reds. Reds are game over five hundred. They're not even close to a playoff team because of their division or the wild card. And they're way better than the Phillies. They're a game over. We're four under. The Reds. The Reds sold off pieces this offseason. They traded guys away. They let Trevor Bauer walk. Man, it's just this team, man. This Phillies team, this organization right now. And let's get to the Pavetta comments and get back to what Reeds had to say because that's the heart of this right now. Nick Pavetta, when asked... What's the difference between Boston and Philadelphia? Basically said, I, I had to come to a place to win, to be better. To uh, Who knew how to win. They got a lot of guys here. They won a World Series a few years ago. These guys know how to win. Essentially saying, there's a winning culture here. There's a losing culture in Philadelphia. And guess what? There is! You're dead right about that, Pavetta. Nick nailed it. What a losing culture we have here. We do. And that's exactly what Reese Hoskins is saying without saying it. When after you lose a, a game where you're up in the ninth and you lose partially because you make a blatant error that 98 to 99% of first basemen make that play every time. And you say, well, write about the good things too. We had a lead late on the road. Like, really? You loser? Like, what a loser thing to say. That was the loseriest moment of the last five years for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's Reese Hoskins saying, right about the good things we had a lead on the road. Like, really, dude? You loser. I can't. I get so upset about it because it's so weak. It is the weakest thing that a Phillies player has said all year. And for this to be the guy who came into the season saying, it's time. We're a playoff team. Let's go. And now you're saying right about we had a lead on the road late and then we blew it, but right about the good things? Seriously? Is that a real thing that a Philadelphia Phillies player said? Because I can't believe that it is. It is so weak. And look, Pavetta's right. This is a losing culture. This is a team that doesn't know how to win. It has been a decade, a decade since they made the playoffs. Oh, even better, a decade since they had a winning record. 
a winning record. The Phillies haven't been a winning team in a decade. No wonder. No wonder there's a lack of a winning culture here. Shocking. Huh. And, and look, that's a, 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 the biggest problem with this team, as we talk about year after year, time after time, time after time, is the lack of young talent, the lack of development. Draft and develop. Draft and develop. The Phillies should be putting all of their resources into drafting and developing players. That's it. Should be their whole sole focus. Because trying to throw together a team on the fly, and first of all, letting Matt Klentak and Andy McPhail do it, that alone set you back. And then not recognizing that because they did such a bad job, you're not ready to be where you want to be. I know John Middleton made the mistake of coming out and saying, you know, we're going for it. I'm bringing a trophy, Brad. Like, he shouldn't have said it. Like, I appreciate it. I do. I appreciate that that's where his mind's at, that he wants to win. And I do believe he wants to win. But you have to do it the right way. And they clearly didn't and haven't. And that permeates. Like, this is a group that expects to lose. This is not a group of guys who goes out there and says, we're winning every night, because they know they're not. Whatever they tell you, whatever they say, they expect to lose more than they expect to win. Because it's not a winning group of guys. They've done nothing together. Nothing. They've won zero. Zilch together. They haven't even had a winning record. They haven't even gotten through a full season and had a winning record, this group. It's, it's, it's so frustrating, especially because, again, back to the point of Middleton and, and what the organization has told us, this organization has told their fan base, we're ready to win. It's time. From the players on up, through the players' voices and the club's actions, Bringing in Dave Dombrowski, a guy who is not known for drafting and developing. That's not the Dombrowski image. Dombrowski is known as a guy who comes in and takes a team to the next level. Takes a team from from okay to World Series, baby. That's not the spot they're in. They're not there. And the offseason moves, well, I love having JT back. I was excited they signed Didi. Like, whoops. Whoops. Certainly shouldn't have signed Didi. I mean, that's clear. That's a bad contract already. I mean, just a, a mistake, flat out. And look, JT, I, I'm fine with signing him. I wanted him signed, but... I mean, there is a real argument to be made. And, and look, we are... Just about exactly a month away from the trade deadline. It is June 29th. The trade deadline is July 31st. Like, if this continues on this path, like, it's not even an argument. If this continues on this path, the absolute smart thing for the Phillies to do is to sell. And I'm talking really sell. I'm talking trade Zach Wheeler. Trade Reese Hoskins. Trade Bryce Harper. Now, it's not going to happen. I don't think. I don't think the Phillies are going to stop on a dime and turn and change their organizational strategy right now because clearly Dombrowski was brought in to win the group of guys they have here that are making a lot of money. Again, the fifth highest payroll in baseball, you can't knock Middleton for spending some money. They just spent it poorly. I mean, the Rays, 
a quarter of them, 50 million, a quarter of the million spent. And they're, you know, World Series caliber baseball team. It's all about how you spend it, how you build it. It's where you prioritize. The Rays prioritize drafting and developing players. Hence. And they do a great job of it. Hence. Great team. And look, so I don't expect the Phillies to do it, but right now, organizationally, it's the smartest thing they could do. I mean, obviously, assuming you could get real returns for these guys, they won't do it. Like Zach Wheeler, you should trade that guy. He's having a career year. Three years left on the deal after this. Are the Phillies a World Series team in three years? Not on the path they're on right now. What could you get for Zach Wheeler? I mean, you could get a top, top tier guy for someone like Wheeler who is signed for three more years at an incredible price considering how great he's been. He is a steal. I mean, he's been better than Garrett Cole this year and he's making like a third of the money. Think about that. There's real value there. Again, I do not expect the Phillies to go this route. It's rare. The Padres did it a few years ago. A.J. Preller had an offseason where he just added a bunch of guys and it was like, oh, look at the Padres. They're going for it. And then halfway through the season, it wasn't working. They said, okay, let's trade everybody. And they did it on a dime. And it's a big reason why they are where they are right now. It's how they got Fernando Tatis. It's how they got Chris Paddock. All these guys that they have, Mackenzie Gore, they have, the, they have all these guys that they just bring up, all this talent. Because they draft and develop well, and they made smart trades. And the Phillies, like, again, I, I don't think they will. I think they ride it out, especially if they don't fall too far out of it. If they fall far out of it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I, I think they probably hold on to the illusion. I mean, that's why Dabrowski was bought, brought in. Dombrowski's not a break-it-down-and-sell-off-pieces guy. It's not his, his M.O. So the Phillies are in a precarious spot right now. They are in a precarious spot, organizationally speaking, where you have, again, had 10, 10 years of losing, 10 years without a winning record, 10 years without the playoffs, and you have sold your fan base a bill of goods that says, hey, we're going for it now. We brought in Bryce Harper. We brought in and re-signed J.T. Romuto. We went out and signed Zach Wheeler. We signed Didi Gregorius. We've spent this money. We've done this, this, and this. We have the fifth highest payroll in the sport of baseball. We've done all these things. It's time. It's go time. Let's go, group. Let's go, group that has been invested heavily in. Let's win. We brought in Joe Girardi for, like, millions of dollars. Like, winning manager guy, right? I mean, we... The Phillies did all these things with the idea that now is the time. That this group of guys was a playoff team. That they were going to fight for the playoffs, they were going to make the playoffs, and that it was going to be something. Were they going to win the World Series? We don't know. Probably not. But they were going to compete. They were going to be involved. They were going to be in it. Where to the point where maybe they could add a few pieces that would put them over the top and make them a real contender. Like, yeah, let's get to that point. Let's add like a real starter. Let's go. And they're the furthest thing from that right now. They are a bad franchise. Stuck in the middle. The worst place to be in sports. The middle. That's what the Phillies are right now. They are stuck squarely, dead squarely in the middle. And like a little low middle right now. 
And again, I don't know what the, I mean, honestly, I do know what the answer is. I just don't think that's going to happen. The answer is, is to, to blow it up again. If we want to be real, we want to be real about this. If we're talking, do the Phillies want to win a World Series in the next 10 years? They should blow it up. They should blow it up. Start over. Rebuild from the ground up. Draft. Develop. Make trades for young players. Have a youth movement. Again, I don't think they'll do it, but that's the smartest thing for the organization to do. We'll see what happens. Look, maybe they go on a run. <laughs> I can't even say it anymore. All right, uh, coming up. Tonight, they're back home. They're facing the Marlins, so you never know what's going to happen. Velasquez versus Trevor Rogers. Rogers has been awesome this year. He's been awesome against the Phillies, so we'll see. It's Velasquez, Nola, Eflin in these three, and then the Padres come to town this weekend. So, uh, look, I mean, nothing to say. Phillies need to win some games or the season's over. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if they step up to the task and if they find a way to win some games. Either way, we'll certainly be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.